0: Welcome to Metaphysical Perspectives, where we explore all aspects of reality, both seen and unseen. Brought to you by MysticalWares.net and produced by CosmicReality.com.
1: And Derek, we are alive. Are you here? I am here, and I want to welcome everybody to Metaphysical Perspectives. And with me today is Nancy Hopkins and Jalissa Helms. So this is actually um, for those that were joining us for our last show. We're just kind of, again, just kind of slow rolling into this new show, um, and then we're going to test out the audio and make sure we don't have any problems there. Um, but kind of get our footing on this first show, I think. So actually, I'm going to see if I can have Jalissa come in right now and say hi, and we make sure all the audio is working clear enough. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah, echoes mm in. That's why we're doing the testing right now too, is check on the audio because we're getting that to wrap through. Um, How's that? How's that? that? Oh, yeah. No, I think what we're having here, Nancy, is my microphone is probably picking up um, the audio as well. So. That's why I was suggesting you needed the headphones. Uh, headphones. Yep, yep. And we're gonna we, we're gonna struggle in the background here for the next couple minutes getting that going. Um, but we're gonna go and just jump into the show. Um, <clears throat> and we are so metaphysical perspectives. Um, and we've been chatting about it for a while now on Shungite Reality. And I know Nancy's talked about it in a couple other shows. Um, but this is just where we get to go a whole lot more. You know what we jokingly call woohoo, and of course into the metaphysical too. You know, look at other aspects of our reality, and hopefully, you know, talk about it and experience it from the metaphysical perspective. Because, you know, we don't want to be just limited by our our five senses down here. Um, so, you know, we're gonna go all over the place, and that's uh, why we put the show together. So we'll have lots of topics. Um, we're gonna have guests on in the future. Again, this first show today, um, and we'll have this every other Tuesday live, right where you're hearing us now, and/or if you're hearing us on the um, youtube channel it will upload the recordings there but it'll be every other week and we are going to bring guests on in the future um, but for the initial one again we're just going to kind of talk about it and give people the an idea of what we're going to be getting into um, and that's actually kind of the, ties into the title of one of our classes here at mystical wares is our world from a metaphysical perspective um, was there anything uh, you wanted to jump into or talk about right off the bat nancy that uh that you maybe had you know thought about
0: um we did talk about something that we, i thought was important and i thought about it earlier what is it it has to do with oh god it's not coming to me so maybe it's not time yet did you figure out what you're doing with the sound
1: yeah i think we actually haven't and Julissa will jump in here whenever she's ready anytime but i think we have her on some headphones now and we'll see how that audio works so actually i'll say hi to jillis again and see if uh, how she comes through now hello that better? Yeah, there's sort of a little echo thing going on there. I wonder what that is. All, all right, yeah. check
0: it. Check it by turning off your microphone when she starts talking.
1: No, and I did that already. So actually, I'm thinking maybe the Yeti microphone and the headset are both working on her end. So that might be the the deal. Um, but you know, well, stuff happens. New show, new new tech stuff on this end. So we're going to figure it out. And if need be, I'm just simply going to get on headphones as well for the the future shows. So we have a little more separation of basically we have bleed over from the microphones and audio for those listening. Um, so we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Unfortunately, it's welcome to live radio or live podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. So actually if, and when something occurs to you, Nancy, let me know. Um, and then maybe here in a couple minutes, I'm going to get you talking on something, Nancy. And then I'm going to take my cell phone, jump on Skype and go to another location so that we all three can be on, and then we'll figure it out as far as uh, you know these other techie issues in the background.
0: Well, um, um, I could tell people a little bit about your history, and you can go do that now. Okay,
1: great idea. Once you do that, and then I'll chime back in once I'm connected again.
0: Okay, all right. So the story here is that I'm trying to put together a book called Metaphysical Perspectives that is based on. Derek's teachings Uh, I'm going to write it but I'm writing it based on interviews that he's given and and conversations we've had but one of the luckiest things that happened was I was trying to find a show for a spot I needed and I went back to uh, I decided I would see if I could find the one that Dolly Howard did back in 2018 I think it was January of 2018 somewhere in that facility vicinity and I found it and Dolly Howard is the best interviewer that I've had on on the station when she does a show with somebody you know who they are when I do a show with somebody you probably know what they think but she really delved into um, asking Derek you know what have you what's what's your life been like? What did you do with your life and so that becomes the first chapter of the book. It's based on that conversation. I virtually got a transcript of it and put it out i mean that that's what it is. It's Derek's own version of his life experiences with Dolly asking some very good questions. What you miss when you don't hear it is the laughter that was happening because Derek Derek has is, is got this ability to tell a story in a way that's kind of like... Oh, well, let me give you an example, okay? So he's in Germany, he's in with the military, and they've got all sorts of things that they can do, and one of those things was jump out of an airplane with a parachute on. And this is not military-associated, this is just that him and his buddies would go down to the German airfield, and as as Derek put it, and I'm sort of paraphrasing, but... He said. He said, and he'd give them, you know, some money, and they'd take you up in an airplane and throw you out. That's <laughs> was what he said, and because there wasn't any. Uh, and now over here, I think that you, before you can parachute by yourself, you actually have to parachute on the back of somebody else, if I'm remembering correctly. But um, so let's let's go back to to who's who. Where, okay, Derek was grew up in California, and. This guy is a 12-year-old, would run and ca- jump on a, a train and the train would take them, you know, someplace and then they'd jump off. A lot of times they were going to the beach. This is a 12-year-old doing this, right? Uh, that that was the, the first, you know, he's talking about this and it's like, I'm going like, he was 12 years old and he was jumping on trains? You know, and I'm trying to think of myself at 12 years old. I did a lot of really dumb things and probably dangerous things, but that would not be one of them. I can guarantee you that. So anyway, so he gets, uh, his mom and dad separated, divorced, and so now he he kind of relocates. But, you know, his, his, his mom had a lot of psychic abilities that he didn't recognize as a kid. He, it was just what mom did. He didn't think it was odd or different. It was what mom did. So when he was growing up and began to kind of fall into some of the early stuff, like you know, getting that feeling in your gut that goes, ooh, maybe I shouldn't do that, the intuition things, the um, ability to all of a sudden have a picture down the road of, I don't think I want to go down this road. This road looks dangerous. I don't know why, but I'm going to take this right, and then he misses an accident. That type of thing. It was what mom did. So he kind of, oh yeah, that's what mom does. And he didn't understand the full, let's say, implications of what he was doing. He didn't really realize that other people didn't do this. It's like I thought everybody remembered their past lifetimes because I did. And I was 12 years old when I said something to one of my friends about, well, don't you remember the last time you were alive? And they were like, what are you talking about, you crazy person? And it was the first indication that, oh, this is an accepted belief. You know, so Derek began to, as he got listening to radio uh, and, and, and different, basically different perspectives on reality, that's when he began to say, oh, so the things that mom did, and I do too, are not normally something everybody does. And that's when he began to... I th- and I, I'm I'm just giving you my reading on what I've, I've read here. But that's when he began to look at things a little bit differently and to then search out what is the mechanism behind it all. So he said that every time he'd hear about some... It it, it could be something medical like, you know, xenolite, you know, or or hydrochloroquine, you know, he would go and he'd research it. But he was also researching, well, how do you get more sensitive? How do you bring out, you know, what I call the metaphysical self? How do you make that connection? And if if somebody said, well, you can try this to be able to do telepathy, let's just say, you know, to enhance your, your ability to do telepathic, you do this. And so he would try it. And if he failed, he'd try it again. And once he did see it start to work, then he would practice at it. So, you know, from the standpoint of... Derek has some very amazing skills that some of you know about because you can go into his store and you can talk to him, you can sit down in front of him, you can feel his energy. You know this. For those people that don't understand how can, you know... Why are we listening to this Derek Condit? It's because... He has been able to, in a very short period of time, basically he was a prison guard, uh, correction, correctional officer, I think they call him. But he was that was what he'd been doing for 16 years, and he was on the night shift. So he'd be able to, and he had the, the unique job at the prison to be in a truck that he could drive around the perimeter, well, that was his job, drive around the perimeter to make sure that everything, the fences haven't been taken down and that sort of thing. But it was the middle of the night. Not very many things happen, And when you're in... At night, I'm a night owl. I had a 25-year job that I was working the night shift. When you're in the nighttime, energies is so different from the day. In the day, there's all this static and drama and talk and noise. At night, not only do you have a lack of sunlight, but you have a... A lack of chatter. It's quiet. And it's just not sound quiet, it's energy quiet. People are off dreaming or asleep or something and it, it, it's not being, it's not filling your environment. So when you have that kind of a situation you're more apt to be able to touch other realities. And some of the first things that, that he began to, you know, and this is this was, you know, just being in that environment that he was seeing more about animals. There were more animals out at night. And, you know, making contact with them in ways that most people wouldn't have the time or, you know, the observation to be able to even realize that it's possible to be able to communicate with the owl, to be able to communicate with the wolf that's out there. You don't even see him, but you feel him. And that's when he first started encountering Sasquatch. So, and he'll get into he'll get into this. He says no hold bars, so I'm not gonna, you know. Yeah,
1: don't be shy. And we're 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 back now. We're struggling with the microphone, so we'll be, uh, you know, muting, stepping, you know, each other kind of thing. But hopefully, we're back for this show right now, so we can we can hopefully hit the floor running now.
0: Well, I just I'm introducing them to you know, I don't know how much of you heard. Did you hear what I said?
1: I heard some of it, not a whole lot of it. Um, gave you a little bit of a backstory. I heard as I was running back and forth from room to room, but basically got some of the intuition and in different parts. So, no, that's awesome. So, go ahead. You're you here? Yeah. Let's try it. Oh, yeah. well, and exactly, yeah. We're just kind of jumping into this, you know, chit-chatting. It's a comfortable show, so we're going to slow roll it in, and clearly, we're going to have technical problems um, on occasion, but that goes with the territory. Um, but yeah, just like Nancy was saying, so, and I heard part of the. Um, the background and what you were talking about me. And it was just that, that I wasn't aware of a lot of these understandings that sometimes we call abilities, um, that everybody wasn't doing them all the time. So it was kind of a, a unique perspective, um, with me growing up. So, um, that's, yeah, but you know, we all have a unique perspective growing up. We all come at things differently. Uh, and then on this show, Nancy too. So, cause it is, uh, yourself, mine, and Jalissa's first time together on air again, we're going to, um, probably go all over the place and talk about things. And as I mentioned at the beginning, we are going to eventually have uh, guests on here as well. Many of the guests that we've had on the other shows or you've had on your various shows, Nancy, as far as, um, you know, guest speakers and whatnot, talking about topics, even things like nutrition for future shows. Cause there is, of course, we can talk about nutrition from the metaphysical perspective. We can talk about our reality, any topics from, um, you know, additional perspectives, which is the point of the show. So, and actually, uh, a quick little statement. Um, so, uh, from part of my perspective on, I gotta get another word for that. From the metaphysical perspective, is a way of perceiving or explaining our reality, whether it be visible or invisible, from more than just your five senses. So, not restricting or limiting yourself to your your sight, taste, touch, smell, things like that but perceiving through what some understandings call chakras um, or other perception uh, levels that we have. And that can be just feelings. Uh, an example is like, you know, if somebody shows up at home if you have a significant other and they had a tough day and they just walk in the house, you're going to know right away whether they've had a bad day or not, or a good day just by the feeling. So that's kind of what we're getting into is um, again, perceiving our reality from these not so obvious aspects sometimes. And we can go wherever. So at any time, Nancy, of course, jump in. Um, and we are going to struggle on this side a little bit with the uh, the tech part with Jalissa's setup. So we're going to share a, a spot here. Um, so and, and go ahead.
0: Why don't you tell us who Julissa is and you know introduce her correctly this time?
1: <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> yeah we can give that a try. So it's actually so our um, our co-host for metaphysical perspectives is Julissa Helms, and she's actually. A whole lot of things, um, but she's also the our store manager here at Mystical Wares up in Mount Vernon, Washington, as well. So she's in all aspects of, and she has been in the past too, just behind the scenes with radio, um, helping me out on different levels there. So um, actually, I'll let Jalissa say hi as well, because I think I've cut her off a couple times now while she's um, trying to say hi. So this is Jalissa Helms.
2: Hi, everyone. And Nancy, it's nice to meet you officially. <laughs> Oh
0: awesome and no echo. Congratulations, guys. Nice to meet you too. I, I do, I hear stories about you. <laughs> and you he, he
1: couldn't okay. do it without you, hon. Yep, I need a whole lot of help. <clears throat> On many levels, and we all know that too. Oh yeah, she's a she's a great help and what's what's nice having um, Jalissa as, as a co-host as well is because just that this show is all about metaphysical perspectives, not Derek's perspective or Nancy's or any one individual. It's about all of ours. Hence, bringing guests in in the future and Angelissa, so she's going to have input from a, a different perspective, just like we are, because each of us are unique. Um, so yeah, that's kind of kind of the route we're going with this show and. We do have – and I'm not in it right now just for those that are in live chat, not that I'm, I'm able to watch. But we will have um, the chat rooms open and questions to be able to be asked. And um, you know, maybe we'll get Nancy in there at some point to, to see that. But we're going to go all over the place. So it's, it's really um, – and this, again, this first show is going to be not on a set topic but aspects of perceiving our world from the metaphysical perspective. So don't limit yourself to just what you see of course um you know be open to what you feel your intuition your gut instincts lots of ways of describing it um but yeah just i'd i'd suggest being aware and open and that's how it actually starts nancy is i was gonna drop in on this it's all a a thought first and i'm, I'm being literal To and so i'm talking about is actually viewing your world from the metaphysical perspective starts with just a thought deciding to do such and then expanding out from that. Um, and then even each individual's term or understanding of metaphysical perspectives is going to evolve as their understanding of this reality evolves and becomes more um, because they'll, they'll pick up on um, you know other aspects of our reality and then expand from there. So again, it's feeling, you feeling, using, um, enhancing your gut instincts, your your chakras, your intuitions, all of those things, um, rather than just um, you go in the five physical senses. So on this show, we're going to talk about all kinds of things from, again, intuition, think your psychic abilities that we all have. And I, I missed part of that in the beginning of the show, but um, I was kind of born into that. So that's probably what you talked about a little bit, Nancy. Um, but we technically, we're all have these abilities or understandings and it's just for us to choose to expand into them and use them more so i like to kind of describe that one is if you have a, a plate of food in front of you or a meal choose to not just look at it of course and admire it well you might want to taste it and then you might want to smell it and then the texture but perceive it from all levels uh, and even on that topic there's things called muscle testing to go a little bit in the woohoo right away and that's where you you, you can take foods, you can take thoughts or ideas or items and actually do what's called muscle testing to see if it's a compatible item or thought or feeling with you at that time. And again, that's not just tasting food, but asking what you might call your higher self, whether this is something good for you now. And then and for those interested, we'll do a show in the future on muscle testing and get more into specifics on, on various ways of doing it. But it's all energy, just a way of perceiving your own energy field and then communicating with yourself. Uh, you know, again, be it on food or um, maybe a, a circumstance you're going to go through, whether you should go a place or not, or do a certain thing. Um, let me see. I'm kind of looking through my notes here, Nancy, um, on the first show, again, getting our footing because of where we're going to take it. So I've got notes here from a couple of classes that we give at Mystical Wares, just giving suggestions and things like that. So uh, if you're looking to expand into your your higher understandings metaphysical perspective again well then your 3d body matters because that's your antenna and you're one of your ways of perceiving this reality so you know avoiding things like so some suggestions here excess alcohol things like that if you're trying to um again if you're in those meditation moments or or just again perceiving your environment from other aspects uh, limit the outside distractions and that can be the 3d stuff the you know sounds alcohol again excessive drugs things like that So that your your body your physical antennas Tuned to the right stations you're looking for uh, and that actually ties into things like fluorides chlorines heavy metals all, all sorts of things like that that are in our foods and environment um, that can kind of think mess up your antenna or, or, or receiving signal from your um, other aspects Um, So we all have input. We all have stuff, contact from guides um, around us. I just call them spirit guides, past loved ones on some occasions, the angelic realm. But there's always more out there that we usually don't perceive with our physical senses. So long story short, many people don't see into frequencies, but they can feel it. But it's always helpful if we realize that there are those other, um, you know, friends of ours out there that help us. And they're in they're in spirit form. So I would just suggest being open to that and then Nancy, of course, um, you're not you're not just producing the show, you're also a co-host just like Jalissa is. so either one of you of course chime in anytime because I'm just kind of getting a general outline right now of where we're going with the show um, but you know no limits.
0: Okay, we've got a message from Dolly Howard who's in chat, and Dolly um, has what we call the posse. And the posse is led by Dave Corso, who was the original founder and owner of Wolf Spirit Radio. When Dave passed over, he went to actually a number of hosts and people associated with radio, which had been his life for many years. He, he was a super soldier. He was one of the first. Uh, very special, very special man. I didn't know him. I. I I sort of got there right at the end. I was, met him sort of, uh, but didn't have really any interaction with him. But I can tell you that when he crossed over, there was a palatable, oh no, in, in the radio land. Not just our station, Wolf Spirit, but many, many, many radio personalities had gotten their start with Dave over the years. So, anyway, Dolly is a medium and trained as one, but she hadn't really done much with it until Dave shows up and says, hey, Dolly, you know, and they've been talking since, and it's been three or four years now, but Dave just came in and wanted a message sent to you, Derek, and she says, Dave to Derek, whoa, hey, Derek, we're happy to see you are expanding yourself by coming out from deep inside yourself. We are excited that you are sharing of yourself and pleased you are starting the new show with your right-hand spiritual helper, Jalissa. We're all listening, even the popcorn groups. Now, who the popcorn groups are, well, Derek, you're the one that started all that. Why don't you tell people who the pop? Or maybe you don't know that that's what we call them, When you told me that, you know, there were listening uh, parties... Do you remember that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that's funny. And I appreciate that, Dolly. Love, Dolly. Um, And that's great to hear in from Dave, as always. um, What a powerful individual Dave is. And we can get more into that um, later, too. But the popcorn groups, yeah, I think, you know, you're talking about our uh, our etheric listening um, group out there. Because, of course, we all have, you know, those spirit guides, angels, guardians, you know, call them whatever you like. But we all have helpers or friends um, in the etheric levels that just sat out this ride and didn't jump into a body. So they're in spirit form or their soul form. Um, So yeah, there's lots, there's always those groups listening. I picked up on them quite a while ago. All of a sudden I realized, well, wait a minute, I'm not just on these shows. I've got all these helpers and they're listening in and I can hear laughing sometimes and chit chatting and saying, Hey, why don't you talk about this? So I'm like, I guess we should make it a little more clear from your metaphysical perspective. There's whole other groups of individuals listening and that's you know again our, our guides are our etheric loved ones um and there's often believe it or not many more on those realms listening in than even here on 3d that we're aware of or if we're counting say numbers in the chat room or active listeners or something like that um there's whole groups of entities listening not just our specific guides as far as Jalissa and myself and maybe you nancy but i'm talking about the listeners as well and dave's a great example of that who's one of uh, Dolly's guides now, so he's around her a lot. He's listening in. He brought some friends going, well, we're going to go all woohoo now. Let's see what they're doing down there. So that's awesome that um, others are willing to listen in and encourage us to do that, get out into our metaphysical perspectives and our, our higher, or as Dave put it, um, from deep inside ourselves. So to come out, because everything we need is inside of us. There's nothing um, that we need to bring in from outside. It's just for us to realize it, that we can access it all from inside. And I would suggest it be from inside your heart. It's um, a key point, but no, that's, that is awesome. Especially on the first show that, uh, that Dolly was willing to share that and that Dave's chiming in. So that's great. Uh, I didn't know you were calling them the popcorn Groups, So I like that too. Jeez.
0: Anybody that is out there listening to us, we just call them the popcorn groups. And that meets ETs, too. Apparently, there's ETs that have a good time doing this. Our brothers, our space brothers. Um, Okay, so Yasmin has a question for you, Derek. When you are ready to take questions, I was wondering for someone who has intuitions occasionally drop in and also feeling them from time to time, how do we progress to a point where we can also see slash feel which i think is the theme of this particular all the shows that you'll do teaching Mm -hmm. people how to do this
1: yeah great question yasmin no and and yeah anybody can put uh nancy's going to be on the ball a whole lot quicker than i am right now as far as chat so she'll probably pick up on any questions um but no we're happy to jump in anywhere and any of us three that want to drop in on um any of these questions of course feel free but i'll i'll chime in first on on that one as far as um, and As she mentioned Her intuitions occasionally Well not really Technically your intuition Is happening and active all the time It's just how much of your perception levels Are you focusing on it so it's like Having a plate of food in front of you Well your sense of smell isn't off Just because you're not actively or Consciously smelling it you're just looking At it let's say but it's really there So what I'm getting at is your intuition is Always there is always active It's just a um a grouping of energies how much of your conscious and doesn't have to be conscious but of your energies do you want to focus on that aspect of uh, perception uh, so i'm trying to end of this show we are going because we have limited vocabulary especially in english we're going to have to have some leeway and we're going to get into some maybe even invent some words nancy and i were talking about that the other day we might have to do that just because a lot of these topics are not Explored or it's just a difficult subject to talk about and this is a great example again um, Not intuition being occasional, but it's all of the time. So it's kind of an answer. I'm in a roundabout way It's always there. So first consciously just in your head Choosing to focus on it and that's what I did. I chose well, okay I want to perceive with my intuition and try and ignore and it's it's always a challenge ignore your five senses first so if somebody's walking up to you telling you something, some kind of story, you know, try not to read their their body gestures or their movements or reading them energetically. That we all do that whether we realize it or not. Um, but to listen to your your gut instincts or your intuition, and you can think of it as chakras. Um, but again, physically to really do it, if you're wanting to focus on intuition, tie in your subtle energies. So the I call it etheric sign language. The the goosebumps, the shivers, the shakes, the, the subtle frequency. Sometimes it's the tinnitus-like symptoms we talked about in another show. Those ringing in your ears, or maybe it feels like somebody's touching your ear or the back of your neck. Things like that are, um, you know, just movement within your other energy fields. And like any other energy, practice will make perfect. So acknowledging them, listening to them, being open to feeling them or perceiving them, because they're not all going to be feelings. Sometimes they will be thoughts. Um, then they will get stronger. So that would be the first aspect. And then uh again, just your intuition, it again it's a difficult subject to talk about, but it's a a subtle layer within your own thoughts. So we all have it, but usually you can think of it like a sandwich. You think logically, and all these different thoughts come in your head quickly if you're asked about a certain topic or something, but it's the really quick, subtle ones. That will come in, and I don't know how else to put it, other than just on the tip of your imagination, because your imagination is real. And again, scientists will tell you that that approximately 90% of this universe, and I like to, to point that out percentage-wise, of the universe is invisible. It's made up of thoughts and feelings, those invisible energies. So it would behoove us all as because we're in this level of reality, perceiving it typically from our five senses and that's the starting point, expand into the additional ones. Realize you're not in a physical reality. We have just limited ourselves to that portion of it or layer of the sandwich, you can say, um, and kind of restricted ourselves there. So there's always more to the picture is what I'm saying, and if you're open to it, uh, the subtle energies, again, those sensations around your body or inside of you, the ringing in your ears, will give you more of an insight. Um, And you call them gut instincts. Uh, did you have something you want to chime
0: in there, Nancy? Uh, yeah, I did, because Jasmine sort of pointed this thing out, because when she wrote the question, she said, where we can also see slash feel. And then she corrected it to, oops, I meant see slash hear. And in yet, I, her first question was the right question, because you don't necessarily start hearing it. You have to start with what you're feeling.
1: I didn't pick up on that. You're absolutely right. So I'm glad you pointed that out. It is absolutely. um, And she did say, right, just like you're saying the first time, as far as feeling it, because it is all and I would even suggest we don't try and segment or structure these, this input, or your perspectives, your, um, your insight, dubbing it a feeling uh, this out of the other being more open, because, even that your sense of smell can bring in additional information than just, you know, the smell of the object. So just be open, even your vision. You can perceive energies by looking at somebody. Even if they're not frowning, you're just looking at them. You can tell, and it's kind of a between your feelings and sight. But really just be open to perceiving is how I would say it on a larger level. And then just kind of see what comes in and not necessarily isolating or saying, I'm hearing it, I'm seeing it, I'm feeling it. Um, just be open to it all uh, and then kind of hang on for the ride is what it is but you can hear too so tied into what Yasmin is, she, um, as she came back around and said uh, see slash hear well that doesn't mean you're not all of a sudden going to hear things because I thought I couldn't do the whole I, th- I think it's called clear audience or, or similar to that um, hearing came later it was different I would feel and then see and then just basically emerging of the senses and really it's realizing you're not restricted to your, your five senses. And in this case, let's go sight. You're not restricted to your, your two, I'm going to, be, I'm going to try and say this slowly, your two 3D eyes. You have what we call a third eye, your pineal gland. So knowing that, that you can see in the physical levels with your 3D eyes, your physical eyes. Well, I would suggest you focus on your third eye, your pineal gland to perceive in the unseen levels with that eye so that's your imagination and as you just have that thought and realize well that's all it is um, well then i can do it too and you can and i'm talking to everybody well then all of a sudden it's going to start being um a little bit stronger it's like seeing somebody else get on a bike and ride and you've never tried it well get on that bike and try and yeah you may fall down you may you know need some training wheels for a while but eventually, it's going to come smoother. It's just going to be like muscle memory or movement, but in this case, energy movement. As you choose to perceive through your third eye or your gut instincts or your heart chakra or whatever your understanding is, as you move that energy more, again, you can think, well, it won't cramp up as much. It'll be more clear. You'll have more access to it. So everybody be open to seeing, hearing, and again, that's hence the name, perceiving, perceiving. Um, of your metaphysical perspective. So, you know, I'm jumping into all of it and don't be shy. And, and don't let anybody like me limit you. There's lots of ways of perceiving. So, um, I don't know if Nancy or, or Jalissa had chiming uh, in on that at all.
0: Well, Jalissa certainly could, but there is one thing that I'd like to point out here, because I'll forget this one. Okay, is that when you think in terms of feeling, think in terms of feeling associated with your thoughts. Because we get thoughts in our heads, and all of a sudden we're going like, "Ooh, you know, I'm not feeling good." Because you're running a thought that's not making you feel good. And once you begin to get sensitive to the very thinking that's going through your head, am I feeling good? Because I got these thoughts in my head. Well, differentiate. You know, you've got to become so cognizant of the subtle changes around you. And once you begin to take control over the way that your brain is bringing in thoughts, you don't have to think those negative thoughts. No matter where they came from, it doesn't doesn't matter. You can control the way that you're thinking by just simply recognizing them. And that's essentially what the whole thing is about, is recognizing. You know, I remember being outside, and it was after Hurricane Andrew. And we had a Category 5 that was just in a 20-mile, it was so compact, so powerful, it it's just blows my mind to this day. And it came through, and the the area that, that 20 miles that it went across South Florida, three years later, you could still see the scar in the Everglades. And a tremendous number of trees had come down. And I have a mama tree out in the, out in the yard, a mango tree, that's just magnificent. And people are drawn to her and I was out there and I was lamenting the loss of the this these trees from this storm and she said don't worry child that the energy of those trees is now in the trees that were able to stand and they're stronger okay but the thing of it is is that I was lamenting and asked the question you know or indicated that I, I, I needed some help. And I did turned away, and I was about 10 feet away from her before I heard her start talking. And I was not expecting it. I mean, if this was totally my imagination, then I would have been waiting for it. No, I had no expectation that I was going to hear a voice in my head. But it was so clear. It was so absolutely dominated my head that even though there was silence in my ears it erupted in my head so if you have an experience like that where all of a sudden you hear you or this thought comes into your head that you essentially heard that you did not set up you know that you weren't doing an imagination thing those are the times where you will never forget and that's where knowledge comes from when you've experienced hearing an etheric voice so i just wanted to kind of share that
1: no i appreciate that that's great input um and then yeah just what you're saying too and and actually it yeah don't be surprised everyone or anyone uh, if you do hear it straight up and you you spin your head around and go what was that because i it didn't start in 3d i'll throw some air quotes here in the background um it started etherically, but don't be shy because again, as you get that muscle moving, your etheric muscle, um, you're going to start perceiving it on other levels. So even the vision part, I thought, Oh, okay, I can see things in frequency, but then all of a sudden here in the 3d realm, as we'll call it, the physical level, um, stuff started popping in there and then back and forth and it was a progression thing. So it actually, um, changed over time, uh, as it does with, with, your, our bodies, too, even our physical bodies, just so you know, um, for those that don't know, our sense of smell, taste. Of course, most of us, as we progress in age, realize our hearing gets modified, usually gets a little bit weaker. It doesn't have to be the case. And our vision, um, it, can be, it can go either way. But we're usually pre-programmed in the physical environment saying, well, after midlife, you start going downhill and things start changing. Well, if you believe that, then that's exactly what's going to happen. And on the contrary, if you believe it's not that, then the other will happen. So you can enhance these things as well. So, yeah, there's lots of ways of looking at it.
2: Um, I wanted to chime in a little bit. So you said, how can you see, feel, sorry, energies? And maybe hearing isn't a strength as of yet. Maybe it's seeing and feeling is your strength. So For me, I wouldn't want to have everything turned on all at once. It would be way too much input. Um, My main focus here now is being a mom. So having all those on all the time would be too much input. So I've decided like what I want to come in, when and where, I guess I ask, ask myself, you know, when you're asking your questions and the input that you're seeking, um, if you wanna feel it or if you wanna hear it. And what Nancy was saying is when she all of a sudden hears input, in her head, it's not really through her ears, but um, I think a lot of us have, we end up in conversations in our head and we just don't talk about that out loud. And that's, you know, the other input and that's our spirit guides. But I like to think of my spirit guides as other aspects of ourselves. Like there's not really two separate from our own being. I don't know if that helps any.
1: No, that's actually a great point because, you know, you may not want everything on all at once sort of deal, um, yeah, so, and that, so actually I can spend that a little bit. So choosing that to tune down and I have to do it too. So sometimes around certain individuals, maybe I want to not feel their, their aura, their chi prana, you know, different ways of explaining it, but their, their energy field around them. Maybe I just want to perceive and, uh, other aspects. So yeah, having that, it can be overwhelming depending on where you find yourself in this reality. Um, you know, if you're around, you know, small kids, family members, maybe you don't want all the woohoo channels on all the time. And it's a conscious choice, so you can do things like that. So that's actually a, a great, great acknowledgement.
2: And I want to say thank you, Dolly.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, actually we got I got the chat up in here too. So I, and uh, again, Dave and Dolly both um, acknowledging Jalissa as right hand spiritual helper. That is right on the money, hundred um, percent. And that's the beauty of of bringing in all these other individuals on the show, and again, future guests because Jalissa Nancy, I, and and again, the future guests will have different aspects or levels of perception. So they're going to see things from a different reality. It's kind of like having a, uh, and I always default and Nancy's going to laugh at me because I am the worst cook and I don't even know how to cook. Um, but I default to the cooking analogy. So you're going to have to kind of be patient with me. It's like having a sandwich and taking a bite and then Perceiving the the hot sauce and ignoring maybe the toasted bread and no I don't know what kind of sandwich I'm talking about but just the different levels of something like that being multi-layered um, choosing consciously beforehand you can actually have an effect so you can um, you know consciously choose not to experience certain parts and it's a learning curve so of course um, if you're highly empathic person is, is sometimes it's described out there meaning you feel Lots of those energies physically around you or you get that welling up sensation around your chest. Often that's referred to as um, an empathic person or empathy or things like that, that loving emotions. Well, you can also tone that down. So if you're going out to hang out with a bunch of friends that are highly energetic environment, maybe you don't want to feel everything. So it's, it's a thought. So just realize that you can you can have an effect on these things.
2: Um, I wanted to chime in again about um, you're talking about your senses and how well they're interchangeable too. You're, what are you saying? You can taste, smell, and smell a taste.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a good point. Yeah, you can try. There's more smell buds in your in your mouth. And that's just physiologically the way it is, and more smell buds uh, in your mouth and the taste buds in your nose. I think I was kind of stumbling on that one there. Which reverse? So if you once you know that and you realize that, and it's just a thought. Well, then you don't technically have to take a bite of anything, of course. And you all know this. You can smell it and you're not just smelling it. You're actually tasting it and vice versa. So you can smell, yes, with your mouth and then tying that in into intuition. You don't you don't have to open up your heart chakra and everything. You can use your intuition and perceive it from there. So it's really realizing you have these perception levels, not just senses. We call them five senses down here in the physical level. But again, metaphysical perspective, so wider understanding, you're not just your physical body, you have an emotional body, you have an energy body, and there's more than that. But just realizing it from that perspective, well, then you can choose to perceive it energetically, emotionally or physically. So, Do you want to chime in on that?
0: Yeah, the the thing that I'm looking at right now is your word level. You know, different levels. I'm not so sure that's the word you should be using. I think it's position.
1: I agree. That's better. I agree with you. I where you're going with that one. So it's it's difficult talking about levels because then you think, well, I need this level before that one, or a linear time frame from one, two, three, four, A to B. None of that exists. It's not real. So. Actually, that's the beauty of us three being together, because we'll all bring each other back around, um, even on slight modifications like that. But it's not slight. That's a big deal, what you just said. So, no, I agree.
0: Uh, Fernando has a question. Not all the time, but people often tell me that I overpower them. How can I control it? It's a good, that's a good question.
1: Yeah. So now, okay. So that I overpower there. How can I control? Okay. Um, well, it's not even so much, uh, there's different ways to fall in on this one. And that's that whole armoring, not protection, but energetically knowing you have an effect on yourself and others. So it's really choosing in just your, your own thought process that you don't want to overwhelm others. You don't want, you want your energy around you. So you're not like broadcasting everywhere um so it's really starts with a thought so and we can do this on another show but the whole armoring making use of the sacred geometry shapes but it's basically choosing to just that have an effect on only what's best for you um and then there's always an add-on so you can always let's say you're in front of your significant other and all of a sudden they're just extra sensitive because you've come home from work um and then you're overpowering them like fernando was saying well You can do your etheric armoring of that individual, perceiving them, imagining them, feeling that they're in a love environment that's best for them. And just by vague thoughts like that, without going to OCD saying, well, stop this frequency, stop that one. No, just thinking and feeling that that person is in a loving environment, you'll affect the energies or frequencies going towards them. So it's kind of like their own custom uh, volume dial on a radio uh, so just, again, it starts with your imagination and thoughts would be the the best way I would do that. And then armor yourself as well so that um, your energies stay more cohesive around you and they don't just kind of go blasting off of you. So if, again, if we, let's say we go home, an example would be all anxious. Let's say I had a really bad day, wherever I was at and I got home and I was all high anxiety and anxious. That energy on a, a perceiver, and then I just like to term it that way, like me or a seer, well, it's like flashing everywhere. It's going off. It's sometimes dissipating. Sometimes if I'm having an anxious thought or I get into the the energies of anger, well, it'll leave those spots in the environment as well. And other people can walk into them. But just having the the thoughts and feelings that you don't want to do that will have an effect. So it's really just deciding I don't want to overpower anybody. I only want what's best for them. And you're not deciding what that is. So I know sounds. Odd and vague, but that's how I would suggest doing it. Just all starts with the thought first. You know, um, just, oh, go ahead.
2: Uh, for me personally, I uh, noticed that it was how I looked at people. Like they didn't like me seeing through whatever BS they're um, giving me. And so I didn't realize that I would um, look at people a certain way and people don't like that. So I had to consciously make the effort to have softer eyes or try to smile more. And then it just eventually softened and like, I don't need to see whatever, like if they're telling me a story, just listen, even though I know it's not true and not judge them and come at it for more um, with compassion and understanding.
1: that makes sense. That complete sense. Yeah, just your again choosing your perception levels. Did you have an add-on to that, Nancy?
0: Yeah, we were going to talk about. Okay, we it started with a healing question because a lot of people will say, um, "I want to make this change and I want to do it in all dimensions, future and past, and all lifetimes and all that sort of thing." And I'm very much against that because to me. I really and I'm not saying this from an ego standpoint, it's from the way that I feel about where we're at in the cosmos and my own internal self that I don't want anything changed in me. And if you go back and you change something in the past or other lifetimes or something, are you going to change me? I don't want to even risk it. And that's we we were having that conversation and then you gave me the formula for being able to make changes that will, let's say, prevent that from happening. And that was to not stipulate that this change is being made in all of these places. It's to stipulate the potential of making the change is in all these positions, but it depends on what's best for this person right now. Can you expand on that concept?
1: Oh, sure. So another way of putting it is like if we want to change an aspect of ourselves, there's always many us. So we have many lives, of course, um, in different realities or aspects of ourself. So I actually, I made it kind of vague in my terminology on that. When I'm trying to have an effect on all of me, not just this aspect of myself, I'm, I'm actually more vague than specific saying I'd like to remove whatever is excess or overage or not in alignment with me. And that can change. So that's a malleable statement. It can change from day to day, time to time, life to life. Um, So when I'm talking about in in my imagination and feelings encompassing the big Derek, let's say the higher self or oversoul, however you want to term it, um, that's what I'm doing. I'm saying any excess, any overage, and just by having that conscious understanding that you can have an effect, scientists will call it quantum entanglement. Because as we talked about the last show, there is no time. We didn't get too much into that. But we were talking about linear time frames and levels and things. Well, it all happens at once. And once you have that realization, you can have an effect on all of yous. Um, But I'm with you on that, Nancy. So because we're coming from a limited perspective, and of course, we're talking about expanding our perspective into the metaphysical realms. But still, we're somewhat limited from this one aspect of ourselves. So that's why I default to vague, whatever. I only want to have an effect or remove excess and overage because I'm with you. I wouldn't want to change myself now. It took a lot of times, a lot of lifetimes to get here. I've been busy for a whole lot of air quotes again, time um, to do this. So, again, just being vague and then even when you're in front of somebody if if i'm doing energy work on someone i'm not saying oh wait a minute i see that that red energy around you or frequency so and so or this that and the other i'm not saying that's gone i'm not deciding anything i'm having statements in my head and communicating with their guides and loved ones saying only what's in alignment with that person's higher self so again no gurus no masters on my part it's just being open to the energies and frequencies and helping that person be their best self. Um, and then and that is by, again, being vague, saying, because well, things change. Energies, times, thoughts, feelings. Um, so, again, what's in alignment with them? The
0: well, I think that that same kind of concept can go to the conversation we were having just prior to that, about when you go out and your, your, your essence is overpowering everybody. Okay, if you go out and you just like put out the concept of whatever energies people need for my energy field but don't anything else is just not going to they're not going to feel it what they'll feel from you is something really nice, they don't know what it is but it won't be like jarring because when you're not sort of in control of your own energy field, and the way you're interacting with other people. It's like me, you know, I was in the military, and uh, I was talking to this sergeant, and he kept looking at me really kind of weird. And I said, you got a problem here? What's what's the problem? And he said, ma'am, I can't believe you're so short. He said, I've seen you so many times, and I always thought you were tall. But he's standing right next to me, right? And that's because I was normally far away from him. I was on a podium. I was doing something. But when he was right next to me, he realized that I'm not this big, tall person. But that's the energy that he sensed. Okay? But when I'm up there performing or I'm out there without interacting, yeah, that's who I am. I'm a hard-ass person. And that's what I was putting out. So after I got older, much older, I understood that that wasn't what I really wanted to present to the world. So what I did was I began to focus on the energies of kindness and care and compassion towards other people. So when people meet me, they're still overpowered, but it's with this loving energy that, you know, I'm a mind sticker. You meet me, you're going to remember you met me. Because I put out all this good feel energy. So that's just another thing for my yeah. life.
1: <laughs> no, you will. And that happened yesterday here at Mystical Wares. So, And it happens on a daily basis. A couple of people came in. Actually, there's one. And I don't, actually I don't remember her name anyway, so I don't have to pull the name. But there's an individual who came from me, She goes, oh, my gosh. And she, she says, what do you do? Um because your energy, it's incredible. I can feel it from here kind of thing. I'm like, well, a lot. And I didn't get into it because I don't put titles on, on this, at the other, but basically she was, she had heightened perception levels in this environment. Um, and the reason I'm, I only mentioned that is not a me thing. It's really a, her thing and your environment. So if we're open to perceiving more and you're in a, Uh, A compatible enough environment, meaning not harmful or negative, hence places like grocery stores, and we won't get deep into that, but those places and other – some government buildings and um, physical environments that are not compatible, well, your heightened perception levels will be hindered in those. But in other areas, like here at Mystical Wares, where I was talking about with that example customer, she – when she entered here, because I did a – we'll just say there's an energy – layer well i know we're we're gonna have to use our terms in this one nancy as far as layers um as far as energy wise and i'm i'm not a fan of having to do that restriction but there is a layer or a a bubble outside of mystical wares that we all as a community contribute to so when you get here long story short excess and overage the heavy energies kind of get stripped of you and you walk in here and that's why and I, i i make kind of joke about it every day with you almost, Nancy, when people walk into Mr. squares they all pause and they look around, and they go, oh, my gosh, wow, comments like that. And they look around because they not only just had excess energies or frequencies taken off of them by entering this loving environment, but their perception levels were heightened. So now their heart shock or that welling up sensation around their chest wells up. Um, and they start tearing up sometimes. And that was a, a second person yesterday, her and her husband, and she just couldn't, he was trying to figure out why she was crying. Well, she was, again, em, an empath or empathic, just a heightened heart chakra. So a lot of energy going there. And when someone like that got in this environment, well, the love flows and she couldn't help it. And she wasn't upset, of course, when she was tearing up. It was happy tears, you can call it. And then she was explaining that to her husband. She goes, I just can't control it. It's just love. I can just feel it everywhere. I'm like, that's right. And that's you. That's yours. You're generating that frequency and you can maintain that. And we'll get into it in different shows about the whole armoring and, and generating these feelings around yourself and then ways of maintaining them or keeping them around your own personal environment. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see and, and to know that we can all do these things.
0: Okay, then we're going to have a break here. And we are back.
1: Maybe. Absolutely, we're back. That was, I thought that was a great, uh, great song to put in there too. And that, was that little? Did I hear somebody speaking in in John's audience? There is that. Did you hear that in the audio clip we were just playing? No, I didn't. Yeah, and all of our mics were muted. It was funny. There was, it sounded like somebody just a word or something. It was in the uh, audience, but that was funny. But no, that was a a fitting song and. Um, Very interesting. And actually, uh, make a comment too. I was chatting with just Dolly real quick in the chat thing. She made a comment about, you know, break time already. I'm like, no kidding. It was fast. It went quick, Um, and not just because of the technical drama we've been going through, but you know, just it's going well. So no, I'm I'm happy that everybody's here and and taking part. Did you have any? um, And again, because we're all over the place, there's no set structure to this. Uh, for those that are listening. So that's why, um, Jelissa, Nancy, myself, we're just going to chime in and, and go all to the place where we're led. But we are open to, um, other, uh, questions for any of us in chat as well. So we'll be trying to keep an eye on that. Um, did you have any ideas where you wanted to go, um, Nancy, um, or any suggestions? No,
0: Julissa, sh- Let let's let her ask something or, you know, tell us what she's been thinking because she's, She's your spiritual guide here. What was it, partner?
1: What, what was it that Dave said? <laughs> I, I, what he say? My right-hand spiritual uh, helper. helper. Yeah, that's what it helper, was. And helper, helper, yes. Spiritual hey, you're helper. right in the money, too. Because I go, everybody, so a lot of you have listened to me ramble on and on for, for a couple few years now on radio shows and stuff, and sometimes bringing it back around to the actual topic, more often than not, not. Um, but that's where she's really good, too, especially here. And actually, Jalissa helps give a lot of the classes, and we expand into more of them. Again, just bringing in another perspective, and there's no right, wrong, better, or worse. There's just different. So the more input, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, yeah, actually, i might let, let Jalissa chime in for a moment as well.
2: Well, I actually had something kind of funny happen yesterday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to, I live by a school and my family and I, we went to the playground there and they have a track and I wanted to run along it, but there's three different groups of people. There's a group of two walking and then another person walking and then a guy running and they're all going the wrong way. And I was like, what, don't they know proper etiquette of driving or of being on a track? And I was like, how did this happen? I'm like, I can't run on this track and having to face everyone, I'm like, do I go the wrong way? Even though that's not the proper etiquette of, like, how things go from left to right. There's start, there's finish in this world anyways, in the 3D. So I'm sitting there debating, do I run or do I not run? I came here so I could run. So I was like, oh, the heck with it. I'm just going to face all of them, I guess. And one of them had a dog, too. So that made me nervous running at a dog. But I was like, how did this happen? I'm like, okay, the first two people, they must not know. Uh, The proper way and went the wrong way. And so here comes another person. Okay, they're just going to follow along. And then the runner went the wrong way, just to follow along to not um, break or not to have to see them. I'm like, Okay, well, then here I am, and going the right way. And so um, eventually the runner, he stopped and then he turned around and started going my direction. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like how the whole world is going. People not knowing and just following along with the rest of the herd. So I thought that was interesting. I wanted to bring that up.
1: Yeah, yeah sounds kind of like the news, doesn't it, Nancy? <laughs> that's, like that, that. that's
0: such an awesome, awesome visual of what's happening. That, that just, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. You actually went the right way. <laughs> In spite of everybody going off the cliff. Well done. Thank you for sharing that one. It's
2: really funny. I was like, oh my gosh, what, what's going on here? I'm like, but uh, my husband, he was like, well, wait, aren't they going clockwise? I'm like, yeah, they are going clockwise. But that's not how the rest of this world works. So, <laughs> but I was happy that he noticed that, that yes, it would actually be clockwise versus counterclockwise. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, showing that you can have an effect, show others there's another option. You don't have to go, you know. Oh yeah, no, and then some will get in line and change with you too. Yeah.
0: So Dolly Dolly's saying, Piff right, wrong way to run on a track, go the way you feel best. But that's but you Dolly.
2: Can't stop driving. There's a way to pass. Same with running on a track. You pass on the left. <laughs> so I agree with you, but then I also have to disagree.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you think everybody should be just driving whichever way they feel, whichever side of the street? You know, that
1: would that would be not right. <laughs> well, luckily, I don't have to stress too much on this one because I think my my days of running on a track are probably behind yeah. <laughs> me. <laughs> so I'll be observing this one. But, yeah, no, it's a great great description or analogy to use on that because, yeah, I mean, I am an ex-runner as well, so there is something to that. Um, but, yeah, following the leader thing, don't question Everybody question just because let's say we look out right now in our environment, there's a big old line and everybody's you know pulling up their sleeves to get that vaccine shot. Well, you might want to do your own research and it's not a vaccine talk here, but I'm just an example of one thing in our current reality. We're all you know experiencing one degree or another is that whole COVID drama, whether to get a vaccine, whether to mask up or not. Um, yeah. Listen to yourself and what's best for you. And it may not necessarily um, be what everybody else is doing. So, yeah, just be open to that, more input. Um, So, yeah, that's – everybody has different, uh, you know, aspects of the reality they're perceiving, and sometimes at different times. And even a woohoo like me, if you're coming in and I'm doing the whole intuitive reading slash energy work or whatever, you know, um, understandings we're we're pulling from at that moment, or, you know, again, you can call it abilities – Well, they're going to differ per people. So if I have another woohoo next to me, as I jokingly call it and say they're doing the psychic thing, we're both looking at the same question or or thing happening in our reality. Well, we're going to get different insight and it all will add to the bigger picture. So, um, you know, it's kind of like saying, but yes, back to the cooking analogy. Salt isn't, um, you know, everybody doesn't respond to the same assault. Someone was like a little bit of salt. Some like no salt. Some like a lot of salt or the same thing with sugar. Um, we all perceive it differently. So, um, yeah, I'd be I'd just suggest everybody being open to other people's perception levels because you may get more insight um, from listening to that. You know, rather than just jumping in line and, and agreeing with everybody else, be open to more and then hang on for the ride because you're going to probably experience more. And I know you will because I've already done it. Once you realize it, and an example would be the whole intuitive um, – Sense or ability as people term it out there, the psychic thing. Well, once I realized that was even something that people kind of separated from their other senses and called it your psychic sense or third eye sense, and um, I think Nancy got into that at the beginning of the show, I didn't know it was a thing until I was in my 20s. And actually, I was, I think I was probably in the military by that time. And I realized, oh, wait a minute, they're calling that psychic. And I didn't even know what the word psychic was. It just hadn't come across my reality. I was just open, willing to perceive on whatever, you know, layers I was I was picking up on at that time. So it enhances too as you as you realize that. Don't let um, don't let others tell you, you know, you can't run. Just because you've been walking, for another use of analogy. Try and run. And granted, you may want to stretch your legs first, meaning practice. So let's tie it into the intuitive thing. Don't expect to be, and I'm a joke about it, Miss Cleo from the nineties on TV that claim to be super psychic, this, that, and the other. And I'm just kind of making fun of her. Um, but you know, slow roll it. Just be open to it, and then eventually your senses or understandings will become more enhanced. Again, you'll move more energy there. So don't just jump up and try and run, stretch your legs, walk, maybe jog, and then try and run and see how it goes. Um, but there's always more to the story.
0: I want to point out a little something, okay? Um, One of the ways that I began to, let's say, sensitize myself to telepathic uh, capabilities was using a regular deck of cards, okay? And they also have out there the ET cards, you know, the different symbols on them. But one of the odd things about using these, they found out, is that okay let's let's just say you're going to only know red or black that's what you're looking for red or black in a stack of regular cards so they're upside down you don't know what it is you take the top one off and you put it to the side and you look at it and you try to determine only one of two things is it red or is it black and very often you might find that you're making it it's not working I, I I can't seem to get it right well that means you're very psychic because there's something in yourself that's sabotaging, because it'd be 50-50 otherwise. So they learned that certain people, even if you're failing, it's, you're failing because there's something sabotaging you, let's say, self-sabotaging you. And uh, this might be something you want to talk about, because a lot of people get discouraged, and maybe they shouldn't. But how do we you know, kind of like look at that problem, or possible potential problem?
1: So you're talking about basically people self-sabotaging themselves by their thoughts, feelings, is that... Um, yeah, and it, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, well, I want to be able to become telepathic, but I can't even figure oh, yeah. out red and black. The, when, when you see that, that indicates that you actually do have a psychic ability because you keep choosing the wrong one, you know, because mm-hmm. it should be 50-50. That's what it should come out with, chance, just chance at play. But if you're, you know, seventy percent of the time you're wrong, well, you probably know at a subconscious level what the answer is. But something is blocking you. Something's tripping you up. It's a way. It's a way that you're looking at it. You know? Do you no, have? Do you have kind of like a religious situation where you're not supposed to be doing this? This is witchcraft. Um, is it that you're not? good enough to be able to do this i mean there can be a whole bunch of things but i think it's something that we should address just because you're failing doesn't mean you're a failure
1: oh yeah it's like jumping on a bike for the first time with those training wheels or not you're going to fall off eventually it doesn't mean you can't ride a bike it means you know you maybe need some practice put some more energy toward it kind of thing and then tying into what you were just saying if somebody's doing the the intuitive part of psychic abilities, playing with that. Um, and there's things like Zenner cards um, that you can get. Just think um, like five, six cards. There's different decks, but ones with the little star or circle, square. You turn them face down, use your intuition, and just basically guess, using your intuition, which card is what. And then there's a the whole percentage thing there. So tying into what you were saying, Nancy, once you hit that 51% on your guesses, as Antonio am throwing air quotes again, You've already done the impossible. You're already using your intuition. Now, in my kind of rough way of putting it, get the heck over it. Realize it. Now, you've already done it, so you can do it. It's Do it again, and then it'll basically snowball from there. Have that thought or understanding. It was not a one-time thing. It wasn't everything aligned just such that you all of a sudden got super psychic for that moment. No, you simply chose to perceive from more aspects of yourself, and you did it. So do it again. And then continue to do that. Um, And then also, again, you don't want to maybe walk around being super sensitive and psychic and empathic and energy sensitive all the time because there is heavy energies or stresses in our world, our environments, things we come across. Um, So that's when you uh, tie back to what we talked about earlier. Choose into only experience what's best for you or in alignment with you. And now and you don't have to go OCD on the terms for those that are maybe jotting down notes what did Derek just say don't worry about it it's just a thought it's your intention that matters not necessarily the exact words because words can mean different things to different people and we're often told words matter well yes they do but on the bigger sense they can mean different things to different people so really it's your intention behind the words that matters even more so um so just something to be aware of. But again, just choosing to perceive more, you will. And then it's, all, I'm going to be blunt. It's all head games. So get in your head, do that, have those thoughts. And you'd mentioned um, telepathy earlier and animal communication. Well, everybody's telepathic. That's not even scientifically proven. So in my, my rough way of saying it, get over it, know it, and now do it. Uh, and again, it's like a progression thing. So practice first, and then you'll get better and better. And yes, there's always going to be somebody that can, and again, can cook better than you, ride a bike better, blah, 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 or the intuitive thing. But that doesn't mean limit yourself. Maybe you're an individual that's better at feeling energies first. Settle, and I call it, again, etheric sign language. And that's what happens in my office often. I'll, I'll get the tinnitus-like symptoms. My left ear will ring. Well, what I did was preemptively in my head chose to tell – those communicating with me that okay well my left ear means this and I'm not saying it specifically because I don't want to pre-program anybody listening I want you open to make your own etheric sign language up so then all of a sudden if I feel shivers going down my left arm or right arm I've assigned it this understanding for me and then just by having that thought you're sharing it with whomever you're um, let's say you're communicating with somebody you call your spirit guide or your higher self well just work out your own sign language or etheric sign language um and then play with it have fun and you'll have again more aspects of reality to perceive from so be open to those subtle energies and things and i don't know if uh either you or Jalissa want to expand on any of that or not
0: well i kind of liked julissa to answer a question because i'm always fascinated with children um do you see that your your kids probably are more inclined to, I don't know how old they are, but they may be more inclined to be more open to psychic information, or is it something that you and they can't even talk about? What kind of a, you know, because of the generation things, you know? It's like, I don't know where some of these generations are because I've seen some of these kids that just blow me away. They're so together. And then I've seen others that were like, "Oh my God, <laughs> you know, so would you feel comfortable talking about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, my son, he's very sensitive he um, <laughs> uh he can see energies, not all the time, but he will turn it on, and I never asked him, I didn't prompt him. Just one day I was looking reading an aura book, and I was trying to see my own aura, and I had my hand up looking at it, and he' was like, "Mom, what are you doing?" I'm like, oh, I'm trying to see my aura. And he's like, What's that? I'm like to see if there's any colors around my hand. And he's like, Oh, it's this, that, and this and that, and started naming off all these colors. I'm like, Really? And he, he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I go through the book to see what the colors meant. And I was like, oh, that is pretty close to how I'm feeling right now. So wow. And you know, he would tell me just he would talk about those things. I'm like, okay, cool. So we are can, you know, openly discuss this. But if it's not talked about regularly, like with children and their parents and how do they know it's normal or not normal to talk about things that aren't seen by anyone or heard by anyone. Um, But there are some days where he's like, no, um, energy isn't real. That's not real. That's make believe. So I think it depends on moods too, or who he's around where um, I guess when he feels comfortable enough to start talking about other stuff, but um, you know, it's different for all children. Like, and their environment if they're around someone that is going to be open and understanding um to talk about those things which i know for me personally like i didn't have like we didn't talk about that any of that stuff growing up so um it was it was taboo for me um yeah and i think it started for him around four the age of four so we'll see with my other child (laughs) if that happens Mm
0: that's fascinating thank you for sharing that Um, okay we've got a question or a statement here okay from yasmin again um i do practice with a deck of cards usually get over 50 percent one time i got 75 percent. however i find i get pretty tired afterwards will this change after i work out those muscles more
1: yeah that's a great question actually um uh that's and that that's a big topic as well so default answer is yes that's exactly how it works but there's always more to the story um so and i'm gonna get into this just as an example so i do private sessions here mystical wares where people come in and i'll do four or five of them a day every single day i have a schedule open and for the again air quote average energy worker they they because i have lots of friends that do this they get tired and worn out um but i have another perspective where and that's why i don't get worn out or tired when i do these things and there's no delay time um in between sessions or readings or anything like that and i don't get um tired out by the end of the day because i have the realization or thought that i'm not using my energy i'm able to pull from again we'll we'll what scientists call orgone energy just the available energies and we're just naming one of them by saying the word orgone but energies In our multiple environments, so our metaphysical reality, um, just know that, realize that, and decide. And yes, it sounds kind of stupid simple, but I'm saying just decide. It's a thought that you're not going to be drained. So when I have somebody in front of me um, and they sit across from me on the couch, I'm just kind of perceiving – I'm having that thought process in my head. Nope, I'm not using my energy. I'm using available energies. Um, They don't need my energy. So if we're doing a healing or energy work or whatever, I'm not flinging Derek's energies anywhere in this room. I'm affecting the frequency and that person is healing themselves or having an effect on themselves. It's just coming – your understanding as an individual is really the drive behind all the energy. So just have that thought. So – and then on that question where Yasmin was talking about – where she practiced and she usually gets over 50% and then got as high as 75. Well, then you're a psychic. You're an intuitive period. You always have been, always will be. Um, Just know that and own it. And it's going to become, you know, stronger. It's going to enhance. Those energies will flow. Uh,
0: You know, you know, there is one situation with the cards that um, is interesting in telepathy in general. Okay. She's working by herself. Now, my if she's getting tired and drained, she's doing something wrong in my opinion, not right or wrong, but something something's not in in out of sync all right and very often that has something to do with the way she's getting the information because she's working by herself, so she has to think in her head, okay, do I want to I'm just going to do the, the black and red, okay? Do I want the messaging to tell me as a word that you can even spell out in front of me, red or black? Or do, or should I ask the card to send me either a splash of red or a splash of black? Because as we worked as groups doing telepathy and I trained a whole bunch of people at this, some people see pictures but some people almost have to hear the word.
1: Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah, it does. And that—that's hmm, what a tough topic we to can jump into because it's again, if you decide that, then you are choosing to see from only those levels. So, let's say somebody's trying to guess a card or something like that. I would literally just decide to be open and then open up my imagination. Don't start the story. Just. Be open. And that's even that comment's a difficult one to get across because what does that mean? It means don't bombard yourself with thoughts, feelings, emotions. Try and get in those subtle, quiet spaces in between thoughts. And it's not a big meditation moment. It just slow the roll down. Don't think logically or consciously or actively and then perceive what comes in. And it may be you may be reminded of a certain movie. And then all of a sudden, well, maybe it was men in black. Oh, well, there's your black. So don't think color, smell, sight. Be open to it on any levels. And just because you ask logically or empathically or want your gut instinct, well, it may come across visually or uh, clairsentience or, you know, there's lots of ways. Um, So I would suggest just have the thought of being open to more and then. Just realize kind of like tasting food for the first time. Don't don't decide it's it's sour or sweet or tart or whatever. Just experience it and then you'll fall into a larger understanding. You'll go, Well, wait a minute. I can actually that feeling has a smell to it. How odd is that? Well, once you realize it, a happy or love feeling, and you realize you can actually have a scent and maybe you'll assign a, a certain flower to that feeling. Well, now when you walk into an environment, you'll maybe smell that flower. Well, now you know that that smell for you, your etheric sign language means that energy is present or maybe somebody was there and they were happy or it's a good space or... So again, perceive your reality from multiple um, perspectives, not senses. Just go big um, and be open to more than what we've even been told or what we're talking about here. That's a preferred default, just saying perceive. Just be open. And see what comes in and then you'll work out your own story in your head and um again just have a larger understanding i know it's vague how i'm explaining all this but those are the topics we're talking about we don't have those specific words again especially in english to get into these so we're gonna have to use a lot of analogies and things um and then uh, i think it was Yasmin with the card reading one once you do the 75%? 75%? Well, heck, that's that's really darn good, so you're already up there in huge percentages. I'd say now run with it and get up to that 90-plus percentile, and that's what I did. I I started with uh, different oracle decks, tarot cards, even just card playing cards and Zen card decks, just different things or tools to help you hone those ways of perception. Um, so any of it works, and there's no set way to do it. Well, Bye, I, I just sir. want to jump,
0: uh, jump in here for a sec because what what we discovered in doing the research into tele- telepathy was different people's brains work in different ways. I learned this as a teacher. I was teaching mathematics, and I had to come up with like three different ways of saying the same thing because I had people in the classes that thought three different ways. And if you know that y- you seem to see pictures. Versus the words. Uh, sometimes it is a sense. It depends on what you're doing. But we would do things like um, take a, just take a random card and we would send it telepathically, send the image to somebody else. And what we discovered is that, yes, indeed, some people were very, very good together. They seemed to have a high level of te- telepathic capability. But then other people weren't. So we really analyzed what was the connecting thing? Was it just simply that they were more in tune to each other? Well, there's a certain amount of that. But we also discovered that you could get a higher rate if you understood what the person was seeing in their head. And until we started analyzing that, we didn't even realize that different people were seeing either pictures or like almost hearing. And some people could just see concepts, you know. Um, But... It's always better if you can get a friend to work with you. And I know for most of us that that's virtually impossible. But give it a chance. We got into it over a game of cards. This friend of mine said, you know, there's a there's a card game that's really fun. It's it's like, you know, so you take 36 cards, you put them 6 across, 6 down, and they're all facing down. So, you get somebody who acts like a you know, a mind breeder or whatever. And then you get the person that's just your, in our case, it was the girl that lived next door in the dormitory at the university. So Judy comes on in and we're having a good time with this thing. And what happens is that each of the positions of the cards mean something, man, woman, child, beast, insect, fowl, I think it is. And so based on a clue that is verbally given, to the supposed you know telepath there cuz i'm sitting there i see which card it she chose the telepath has left the room the telepath comes in there and i said you know and i say something to uh to i say Judy did you did your did your brother's son okay that's two two males so the position is where the male up there and down there and you know the position and so you go is this your card? And Judy goes, oh my God, that's amazing. Then after doing this for a number of times, Judy said, can I try to be the, the psychic? And so we looked at each other and we yeah, okay, sure, you can try it. You know, go ahead. And so she goes out of the room and we pick a card and she comes back and she got it right. She got it right five times in a row before we were so spooked by what was happening that we were like, oh my God, we were bullshitting you, you know, and now you're doing this. Oh my. And so... There was like six of us that started working on this, developing our telepathy. And that experience was so, I mean, it just taught me so much about the way the human brain communicates and gave me such a perception and experience in telepathy that when I got into the military, I actually hired the people that worked for me based on their ability to be telepaths. And I would just, you know, stay with, talk to him for a little bit, and I'd, you know, start little, little things to to test him, and you know, then flat out say to him, "Would you like to learn telepathy?" Huh? Oh yeah. What is it? <laughs> you know. And um, I, I taught my staff to be telepathic, to the point that when I was doing something with a major who was in a different part of the, the unit, and he came over and he was sitting in the office, and I was reading a report he brought me to read. He started laughing. I said, what are you laughing at? He said, none of you people in this office say a, 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 a full sentence. And I said to him, well, that's because we use telepathy. You know, but you it was it was just what we did. So what I'm saying here is that if you can find anybody, even if it's over a card game, playing just a, a you know, yeah, this is fun thing to do, you know, get somebody who gets engaged in what happens. Because none of these people were woo people, we just saw something that everybody can learn. Some people are more adept at it. That's that's basically it. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out.
1: No, that's a great example, and I actually like to use my own sister, who just happens to be a nurse in Oregon State, um, on the whole telepathy part because she's not into the woo-woo like I am, sort of thing. So, but uh, and everybody can, I think. Associate with this, well, if I think about her, and it doesn't have to be sitting down focusing, I'm saying, Denise, call me. This just thinking about her. If I don't catch it pretty quickly, well, I'm gonna get a phone call from her. She goes, Well, I was thinking about you for this reason. So that's telepathy. It just happens and we've all done it to one degree. So we're all telepathic. If you're alive, you're telepathic. In fact, you don't even have to be alive to be blunt. So even our guides, everybody, anything, if you're conscious. You're telepathic, period. And I'm talking about animals and plants as well. And that's already been shown. It just is. Um, and we can call it speaking on frequency within energies, um, lots of terms to use, but it is without sound. So, and it's you can send images. And actually, I teach a class on that here at Mystical Awares on I think I call it animal communication or something, but it's the same way because that's how animals communicate is telepathy, sending them a visual an image in your head an example is let's say you wanted your let's say you're you have a dog and he's just running around going all hyper and excited and you want him to go lay down well the example would be to use your mind's eye just imagine your dog laying down not the act of running over there by the way otherwise they'll see that um, meaning running over to go lay down they'll think oh they want me to run and then he'll speed it up so the thing would be imagine them already laying down and then they're going to see that image, and they'll know what you want. So that's an example of telepathy. Um, we can all...
0: let me give you let me give you a great story from Jean Rockefeller. Okay, she has this dog, and the dog was a runner. So every day she'd take him out, and she'd say to him, "Do not leave the yard." But she was giving him the thought of leaving the yard, right? And every day he'd take it off. So it's, she finally caught herself. And she said, I'm giving him a telepathic message, even though my words are saying something different. You know, I'm saying don't. But he doesn't understand don't. He's seeing the image of leaving the yard. He thinks he's supposed to be doing this. So then she corrected herself, and she would stay in the yard, stay in the yard, and he'd see, oh, I'm staying in the yard now. And he stopped running. Because she kept the image of what she really wanted. Not, don't trust your own voice. <laughs> it's the image you get in your head.
2: So I have a cat who is both deaf and blind. And I was like, okay, well, how are we going to learn to communicate with each other? Um, and I was like, uh, sending her images, will she even be able to process whatever image I'm looking at? Because it's whatever I'm seeing. I'm like, well, if she doesn't see what I see, how how do I know that the... Um, information is coming across. Um, so I just started practicing well saying her name and saying it differently, going deeper and the vibration of how her name feels. And she was able to feel that. And I'm like, now sometimes like she's outside um, a lot of the times and I can like call her or be around her and she'll like feel, she, she feels our energy. She knows our energy. And so I think we communicate more through I guess, feeling uh, vibrations instead of sending images or messages that way. That's how we talk and sending her love energy. So that's a different way because I know I always jump to a visual. I think Derek always jumps to a visual, but not everybody is able to see with their mind's eye. Like some people are deaf, some people are blind. Um, So they like how could we how do how do they know what they're hearing in there? (laughs) in their head if they um don't hear through their ears so there's different ways of tying them all together all the different senses and also being able to communicate through that but i didn't know that telepathy was even something that you could teach i thought it kind of always i don't know i thought it was crazy
1: (laughs) it's it's actually something you can remember and then i actually have an add-on for that too um telepathy is auto um so translated so I don't care if it's somebody. Let's say there's you have a friend that only speaks Chinese or whatever, it, and images it all on whatever level of our larger reality you're transmitting. It's auto translated to that person's um, level of understanding. So if you're sending an image and let's say Laguna her kitty only picks up on frequency, it you don't have to get involved as an entity. You just send the information and they will pick it up on many all or whatever levels they're open on so like my sister if i'm thinking of if i just visualize her well she's not seeing her image in her head she just knows i'm tuning into that frequency which ties to the image so basically it's all overlapped all over lane it's all connected just like we all are um so we don't have to worry about not that anybody's saying it here but again if an animal or a human speaks a different language or is blind or deaf or any of those things, or even unconscious, let's say somebody's sleeping there or whatever it's so don't use their five senses, communicate with them on other ways. And then what I'm saying is just, so yes, if somebody's sitting there, um, let's say somebody's been in a horrible accident and they they have actually been induced into a coma or something like that. And you know, they're still there around well, then communicate through thoughts and feelings and that will automatically translate because they're not a physical body. You're an energy being having a physical experience. So as long as we don't limit ourselves to that. Um, and then the beauty of this universe, the auto-translate. And I'm sure there's a a, a better word for that or explanation, but I'll just call it etheric auto-translation. Um, and I do it with other entities. So if I'm communicating with, say, some ET group or some other individual, a Sasquatch, there's a good example, a Sasquatch. Well, they didn't go to you know, our school and get taught in English language, but I'm communicating with them just fine in English. They're not saying the English words back to me in their head via telepathy. They're doing it in whatever their language would be. And it's, it actually comes from their um, heart chakra up. It's little waves of energy. Well, I automatically translate that through my biofield into something I can understand. So we don't even need to go all OCD and, and think about um, the specifics of telepathy just do it. Just realize you're doing it. And then it'll again snowball. It'll it'll get larger energy. You'll you'll become more connected. So just a little insight into that. Um, yeah, lots of ways of perceiving it. Now, I don't know if you want either Jalissa and or Nancy wanted to add on the telepathy aspects anymore. But, yeah, definitely don't be shy, anybody, because even when I was talking earlier about my sister as the example, I thought about her. She called me. Well, I'm sure everybody here has done that to one degree or another, if not a sister, a friend, or this, that you thought of something, you turned on TV, and all of a sudden it was there, or you knew what song was coming on next on the radio, anything like that. If you've done it once, you've done the impossible, which tells you it's not impossible, it's possible. Now, if you choose, expand on that and keep doing more. So if I actually want my sister to call me, and let's say my cell phone is is not working right. Well, think about her a lot, then all of a sudden I'm going to get an email or whatever. But there's other levels of communication we can we can get into. And again, it's auto-translated.
0: Yeah, I used to be able to understand sta- Spanish when I drank alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as as soon as I realized they were speaking Spanish to me, I would like not understand it but if somebody came up to me in a bar talking spanish i was absolutely knew what they were saying not that i could say anything back but oh um, no you're well I dolly that. dolly pointed out in the in the chat that um the last time that dave was here he kept talking about remember remember and it's like you say we all know this it's just remembering you so it's sort of like you got a whole bunch of files in this computer And you go, wonder what that file's about, right? But, oh, look at that. It's there in my computer. You just download it. You just have to look for it. You have to be willing to look.
2: Well, with the whole telepathy thing, um, I remember growing up, like, certain people would just drive me crazy. I'm like, why do they keep coming up into my head? (laughs) Like, why is this happening? Um, Because it wasn't something that was really talked about ever until now (laughs) until mystical wares um so just having that awareness and other people to communicate with having this um, podcast to be able to um talk about these things and know hey well i just need to armor up i don't need other people uh tuning in to my space if i don't want them to um be able to able to close the doors or the windows or cracks however they seep in um but it's also i lot of um psychometry that comes into play with that as well. Like do you have things that belong to this other person? What's giving them an in to your energy?
1: So that's actually a great point she makes as far as you don't have to be open all the time. You can choose using your own again imagination intentions um to not be, you know, think turn down the loudspeaker. So if I'm that doesn't mean that I can't have a conversation about my let's run with that still story. That means I can't talk about my sister or she's gonna call me up. No. I just choose, okay, Denise, you're not hearing this. I just basically shut off that frequency using a thought. That's all it was. I didn't knock on wood three times or throw salt over. There's no thing you have to do other than stay inside yourself and have the intention. So I have the intention in this case. I intend – I want to talk to, let's say – more or or whoever about my sister for whatever reason, but I don't want her picking up on it just because I just don't want to trigger a phone call for whatever reason. Well, then just have that thought or intention um, and then it won't be broadcast to that person's energy field. So you have, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, turning down your speaker, let's say, you're not broadcasting everywhere. So just a, a suggestion, a little input on that. So you're safe to talk about people and think about them without all of a sudden, you know, triggering their spider senses um, to one degree or another. But always be aware that, you know, some big woos out there, you know, they're, they're spider feelers that go up if they are talked about. Um, and it's happened to me, too. So, um, yeah, there's if you all of a sudden have a, a random thought in your head. Well, more likely, it's not random. There's something to that and it ties into something else. Um, and that's how you expand into your metaphysical perspective. Just be open to any input, especially from outside your five senses. Uh, and then hang on for the ride, because your reality is going to give you a whole heck of a lot more fun, too. And Let me see. here. I'm going to look through my notes, if there's any other. And then just at any time if you have some other topic you want to jump into as well, or Nancy. Either way, um, we can go everywhere as well. Um but really, yeah, just so for those that maybe, you know, joined in late, this is the Metaphysical Perspectives podcast and we're just kind of get our foot in here talking and giving some ideas about what we're gonna chat about in the coming um episodes and shows. And we will have guests again. So then we can look at and actually that's great to point out to Nancy, too. Um uh Jennifer Daniels. So we had her on, I don't know, probably a year ago now. So we'll bring individuals like that back on and look at their um Different avenues of affecting ourselves, be it energy or nutrition in that case or other levels um, from the metaphysical perspective. So because not everything's 3D, even if we're talking supplements, they're not just um, a physical, um, something that affects you in physical. It affects you energetically and then you can pre-program them. And then we'll get into, again, etheric armoring or um, hygiene, you can call moving excess energies because everything is energy of course you wouldn't want a bunch of disruption or excess of it and hence the whole grounding or earthing or hugging a tree getting in a high electron environment you know near waterfalls the ocean things like that um you know that's again the earthing or grounding so that you can perceive more of your metaphysical perspectives you know don't go too off kilter on any one sense So don't get too much in your head or too much out of your head or too much in your body or this that, and the other be open to any of it Um, and then see where maybe you're adept. So some people can have a really honed sense of taste. Well, maybe they want to go be a wine taster or a cheese taster or whatever. Maybe some people can smell better. Some are into texture. So wherever your um, heightened senses may fall, Uh, You know, I'd I'd suggest you trying those a little bit more and seeing where you can go with them So if that's telepathy or the intuitive part or just empathic feeling people's energy So you may not know if somebody walks up to you You have a, a group of friends and they start telling you a story You may pick up on something's missing from the story or again your 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 gut instincts may trigger your spider senses As I jokingly call it may may flare up, but be open to hearing more. There's always levels to it um Yeah, so I just want to kind of make that point that we're all different, basically. So don't compare yourselves to me, to Jalissa, to Nancy. You're you. Do you. And perceive your reality. And then, by the way, when we all get together and share what we perceive, and um, things like this, these shows, um, well, we all expand them. So lots of ways of looking at it.
2: And there's so many different ways to interpret all the information. I think, like you say, we're all sensitive. We all know, but we um, get bogged down with our foods and our environment, things that are trying to stop us. There are a lot of distractions from um, being able to uh, tune into each other, tune into more input.
1: Yeah, and there's input all around us, too. So to be open to that, um, they're going to come from you know wherever. All of a sudden, you can be sitting there just reading a book, watching TV, driving to work, and all of a sudden, you know, you have this random, it may seem random to you, but it's always connected. So if you have a random thought come in your head or you think about, it, again, maybe a certain actor in a TV movie, maybe he played a good role or a bad role. Well, that's input. There's a reason you're thinking about that. Um, so just stay open to it. Um, and again, just perceive your reality. So let's say you're, you're doing that, just driving to work, and you all of a sudden think about, well... I, there's that i don't remember what the movie fast and furious that's what they're called some movies called fast and furious where a bunch of people are driving fast and furious well there might be a reason all of a sudden that random movie popped into your head i would stay open to what might come next and that yes in this case might be somebody driving a little crazy out there on the street a little fast and furious so just an example there um you know be aware of that or like for me i'm Uh, I get made fun of because I say I have a sensitive stomach. So I guess uh, it's not a sensitive stomach, but a one that can be affected by foods. Um, So when I uh, get if let's say I'm going to a restaurant, all of a sudden I'll get alerted intuitively. Something's off there and maybe that egg wasn't cooked enough or maybe this, that or the other. But be open to those other aspects, alerts or triggers in your environment or energy fields or thoughts because it is giving you more insight into your other Realities, And in that example, maybe, and, and saw so an ex military guy, they'd give us, they'd basically make us all food poisoned every other month just by the way they handled the food. So I got really heightened, um, I guess, sensitivities, alerts going off during the military when they'd bring us our, our sea rations or food or whatnot because. I knew something was off with it. Uh, And then, of course, you know, I'd choose not to eat that day, eat what's called an MRE or something. And then the people who did eat, the other um, military personnel, they would, of course, you know, get sick. So be open is what I'm saying um, to realizing that on any level. And it can be a thought. It's not all of a sudden in my head I was showing food poisoning and saw a big old, you know, sticker, the word saying it. No, it was just in my energy field or thought process. And I eventually learned over time not to ignore that because eventually i'd oh that's just i'm just stressed because last time that made me ill no there's probably something to that so more often than not yes something else would happen so listen to your instincts your intuition um your your subtle energies
2: i have a theory about when you're always talking about food and different recipes that's because uh well for me personally i miss food just being able to eat whatever the heck i want to eat but uh, was making us
1: sick? So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And food's different for everybody too. It all has energy and frequency. Um. So I, I'm uh, not that everybody has to be, but you know, for me and this vehicle I find myself in, the vegetarian route works better. So not everybody needs to be vegetarian. Definitely not saying that because each person's different. Um. But if you find something that. Boosts you or slows you down, and in my case, when I was younger, of course, you know, try it alcohol didn't work out real well, it would slow down my other senses, and for me, my perceptions of reality, my intuitive abilities, and energy um understandings were more important than whatever it was going out with the friends at night to have a good time, you know wherever I found myself um again, it's all a choice, so but foods not just foods but liquids your thoughts and your environment will affect your metaphysical perspectives i know we've said that a lot in the show but that's what it's about additional perspectives and and more input so um yeah being aware of what upsets your stomach or your head or causes inflammation or anything like that matters uh on many levels because it's a vehicle you got to have the right vehicle in your your let's call your body a car Well, you don't put diesel fuel in a gas fueled engine or it's not going to work real well you're going to have issues so in these bodies we find ourselves in on this level of reality you know hone that figure that out find out if maybe this fruit or vegetable or meat or whatever works for you or doesn't Um, and again everybody's different so just kind of explore and be open to that And I'm trying to look in the chat. Do you see any questions in chat, Nancy, or anything anything that you've thought of? I know we've only got probably five minutes. Um,
0: No, I'm not looking at chat. I'm looking at the station so I don't go over. Oh, no, that's okay. Less than four minutes, three and a half minutes.
1: Okay. Well, that's because I'll jump into something real quick. I noticed a statement in the chat room um, regarding the blocking of energies, and they're bringing up what's sometimes referred to as energy vampires or negative people. I'd say... People out of alignment with you, not necessarily negative, but one way to affect what we call or sometimes is termed energy vampires, it's not so much that they're stealing your energy, it's that you're not keeping your energy cohesive enough or around you moving enough to where it stays in, well, again, we'll default to the visualization of a toroidal field or a donut going around you, having those thoughts, feelings, calmness keeps that energy flowing so that others that we perceive as energy vampires um don't have an effect on you so it's really you can have an effect on those type of individuals it's really not their issue it's us as as energy entities to get our own wherewithal and footing energetically wise and whatever that is your thoughts feelings emotions um so that the energy doesn't go away and we perceive it as somebody stealing our energy um but there's always more to the story and you can do etheric armoring and we don't have time to get into that on this show but we will in future episodes where you you use visualizations and energies and frequencies to consciously choose to have a structured or loving environment around yourself as an entity and then again those energies won't won't flow off of you as easily um, or other people won't you know quote steal them from you sort of thing nobody can steal anything it's just whether you let it go Um, so again there's always a bigger understanding on that uh, but we can all have an effect so know that you can affect your environment and your thoughts and feelings and then choose to do so uh, and then just play with that and you'll you'll have really fantastic results because you are in charge of your thoughts and feelings Um, and that, that comes with practice like anything else does
0: Okay, time to say goodbye. <laughs> great show, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, I had a great time.
1: Oh, no, thank you. Thank you both, to and Nancy, for being here. And, uh, again, we're going to get into all sorts of stuff. So um, I appreciate everybody being here, and, and I'll let you two um, acknowledge them, too. Uh, thank you, everyone.
2: Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Derek.
0: Well, now you guys were so quick, we still got a couple, well, a minute. <laughs> I say that to Dolly and, and Walt or Michael and it's like, ah, nah, 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 until I'm like, yeah. <laughs> because we've got a station that wants to play something else and if I don't get out in time, it plays whatever it wants to. <laughs>
1: oh, no, anyway, it just jumps in. That's it. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they jump on me. So, um, But we'll be back in, um, well, two hours with a cosmic reality show and I hope you all you know show up for that one and tomorrow we're going to be doing 5g radio i don't know if michael's going to be back i'm hoping he will but we've got, i've got two tapes if i need the two one of them being on the lawyers and what's happening and the other being on doctors just having a really interesting informative thank you very much be safe everybody see you next time You have been listening to Metaphysical Perspectives brought to you by MysticalWares.net and produced by CosmicReality.com Thank you for listening.